Welcome everyone to Force of Nature Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew D. Hamilton, and I'm here with my co-host, David Bodger. Terrific. This week we have a solo episode on a very unusual and, well, smelly animal. And it's one of those that you didn't think you wanted to learn about, but you actually do. That animal is the skunk. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about a teenage locker room. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you had time to think about that one. <laughs> Uh, I really can't explain why I chose this animal. I mean, it wasn't even on my main list. I just thought of it a few weeks back, and I think it was when I was driving around and smelt one, you know, (laughs) and I was like, skunk, we could do an episode on skunk. And then it just made its way into the top of the list, and I I don't really know how, but that's how it worked out. So it's going to be a fun episode. Sounds like you think with your nose. Uh Uh-huh. It's way too early in the episode for those kind it of puns, Dave. <laughs> uh, we hope everyone enjoyed last week's episode, our seventh edition of Recent Animal Stories and Attacks. Those episodes are always fun. Yeah. And a big thank you to our special guest last week, Adam Salazar. He was a very good guest. And yeah. Maybe we'll have him back sometime soon. Well, we're actually going to be seeing him tomorrow for our filming, huh, Dave? Yeah. Yeah. So Dave gets to ride a horse for a scene, too, don't you, Dave? Let's clarify. I don't get to ride. I can only sit on it. You only get to sit on it? We'll see. Maybe maybe we can work it out to get getting you to, to uh, walk around with yeah. you on it, maybe. <laughs> um, as always, we are joined in the studio by, well, host of the year, Colonel Cheetor. Hey, guys. I actually brought a friend with me this week. I met him at the bar last weekend. His name is Les Skunk. Hello, everybody. My name is Leskunk. I hail from France. Thank you for having me on your show, Nature of Force. No, it's Force of Nature, you smelly bastard. Oh, Force of Nature. I like that much better. This wine is good, but I could use some more. (laughs) I am, how you say, drunk as a skunk. Okay. Wow, he's drunk already. We haven't even said what episodes we're going to be doing yet. But, yeah, that's right. <laughs> You're huh? drinking too early. <laughs> Matt usually gets there by the end anyway. That's true. <laughs> but uh, I guess thank you for joining us, uh, Les Gunk. Les Gunk. Uh, that's it, his name, huh? Yeah, I, it's beginning to stink a little in the studio right now. <laughs> We're going to have to talk to Cheetor later about having friends over. Yeah. Notice how he insults his friends, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. He, well, he insults us. Maybe that means we're yeah, his friends, we too. Uh-huh. What an endearing trait. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, this is going to be fun, I think. <laughs> well, Le Skunk, if you enjoy the show, something you can do to support us is go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, give us a review, give us five stars, say something you like about the show. I know I say it every week, but ratings and reviews really do help. I know it, it takes like 20 to 30 seconds, but please go ahead and do that for us. Yeah, and don't and make sure the review doesn't stink. <laughs> wow, you That's going to come off too much, I think. <laughs> I got to stop. <laughs> might need to that. wind those down Silly a bit, point. huh? Nice, the wine. He's out of it. <laughs> Let's learn some things about our smelly friends or nature's stink bombs. Skunks are members of the Mephitidae family, I think hmm. that's how you say it, which also includes stink badgers. Oh, I didn't know stink badgers were a thing, I didn't, but apparently they live in like Southeast Asia. Huh. But they're not exactly skunks, but they're 
both in the same family. I, I wonder if it's a hybrid, like a like like a liger or something. You know, <laughs> it's a badger skunk. <laughs> Uh, they used to actually, so skunks used to be part of the weasel family known as mustelids, which also included weasels, otters, marten, wolverines, badgers, ferrets, mink, and many others. There's like 60 mm. species of them. Most of those stink anyway. Yeah, they? that's another thing. So all of these animals have some sort of anal scent glands, except for otters. They're the oh, only okay. ones who don't. But recently mm. with DNA, there were, uh, they were moved to kind of their own thing. Oh, okay. So there are actually 10 species of skunks. And Dave, we are going to go over all of them. Wow. I didn't even know there were other skunks. Yeah. Every, everyone's, uh, all these, everyone's skunk knowledge will be excellent after this episode. I assure you that. <laughs> but skunks are a new world animal, so they inhabit most of North and South America. Skunk species can vary in size, with the largest being around 18 pounds. So not a super, not a very big animal. Uh, the most common color for, uh, common color of fur they have is black and white. But some skunks can be brown, gray, or even cream colored. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, that'll get you mixed up. Yeah, it can. Uh, so let's go over each species real quick. Just like a sentence or two on them. All right. First up is the Molina's hognose skunk. Hmm. Some guy named Molina... Uh, named them, I guess, but they lived in they live in South America, kind of all over. Huh. Next is the Humboldt's hognose skunk. Some guy named Humboldt just named them, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> they live in southern Argentina and Chile. Huh. Next is the striped hognose skunk. Uh, I guess some guy named Striped named them. <laughs> nice. No, he did not. <laughs> but they, uh, they have stripes like most skunks, and they just gave it the name. They are found in Central America and Northern South America. Okay. Then we have the American hognose skunk. This is the, I think it's the largest sp uh, skunk species in the world. Oh. And they have a single broad white stripe from the top of the head to the tail. Uh, so they're like two-toned. It's just uh, black on the bottom, white on top. Mm -hmm. And they live in Mexico and parts of Central America and then uh, into the southwest region of the United States and into Texas. Okay. Uh, those are all the hognose species. Oh, and all these, all of these skunk species have their own branch of subspecies. Oh, But wow. we are not going to go into all of that. <laughs> it just gets complicated. So up next is the southern spotted skunk. They are found in Mexico down to Costa Rica. Then we have the western spotted skunk. Oh. They're not really spotted as much as they are like they've got weird stripes on their fur. It's, huh. it's they're different looking for oh, sure. Okay. Uh, and they are found in Mexico and the western U.S., including here in Utah. Mm. I, but I don't think I've ever seen a skunk that looks quite like these ones do. And it mm. looks almost, it looks spotted, but when you see the pattern close, it's not. Oh, well, that's okay. how it looks. Next is the eastern spotted skunk. They live east of the Rocky Mountains, though throughout the Midwest states and then in the southern states as well. And as of now, every every skunk that we've mentioned is a seven on our conservation scale, uh, meaning that of least concern. Okay. These are the first ones that are at a five, oh. meaning vulnerable. Hmm. Uh, next is the pygmy spotted skunk. 
They are only found in western Mexico. And they are the smallest species of skunk. Uh, they are also at a five is vulnerable. Hmm. They're the only two species that are at a five. Everything else is at a seven. Okay. So next we have the hooded skunk. These guys have a longer bushy tail than the others. And they are all over Mexico to Costa Rica and parts of southwest uh, United States. Okay. So the last species is probably the one most associated with skunks. And it is simply the striped skunk. They have the widest range of any skunk. And they're also called the common skunk. That's their oh, name, right. name as well. So literally everywhere in the United States, northern Mexico, and all over much of Canada. They are the most abundant species. And they're on the larger side as well. Okay. So kind of going forward the rest of the episode, we will mostly be talking about this species. Okay. Throughout the rest of the episode, that, okay. that makes sense. So, so I take it all skunk species only live in North or South America. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Okay. They're a New World animal. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, which makes you wonder why um, Pepe Le Pew is from France. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and Le Skunk is apparently from France too. So that, that makes things weird too. Yeah, <laughs> French skunks. Who'd have thought? Yeah, maybe yeah, maybe the trappers taught them how to speak maybe, English. Maybe. So those are all the species, and now we're talking about the striped skunk. Guess what, Dave? 13 different subspecies of the striped skunk. Oh, boy. <laughs> are we going over those? No, we are not. Okay. We're not going over them. Each subspecies is different in their own ways due to whatever environment they live in. Uh, I will say that the subspecies that lives here in Utah is known as the Great Basin skunk. Okay. And it is a, a larger, uh, it's a, hmm. on the larger side of the, of the species in general. Oh. But subspecies can really get complicated, as we've learned in other episodes before. I mean, they can differ in looks and in size, even behavior by whatever environment they're in, oh. but still be in the main species. Okay. So let's talk about their looks and their size now. Skunks are stoutly built. They got real short legs. Uh, a pretty small head too, but uh, they also and then they have a long bushy tail as well. So males are around ten percent larger than females, which is pretty normal. They can be anywhere from one point five feet to over three feet long, and they usually weigh anywhere from four to ten pounds. Although some can get much bigger, around twelve, to, uh, and then even that. This is for the striped skunk. Okay. And ten, or they can get bigger to twelve, thirteen. The largest one was the one of the hog nosed. They can get maybe get up to eighteen. Oh, okay. So they're not a huge animal by any means. Then the color patterns can be, like I said, they can vary greatly, and they have. But most commonly, we associate with the black base with two white stripes. Uh, most of us know what a skunk generally looks like, I imagine. So yeah. I don't need to spend too much time on it. Uh, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure everyone, and I'm sure everyone is very interested in learning about uh, skunk sex. Because that's what I'm about to go over right now. <laughs> <laughs> it was on everybody's agenda. I got to learn about skunk sex today. Their reproduction and mating is kind of interesting. So they are polygamous, the males. Oh, okay. Mean, yeah, meaning that the males mate with as pretty much as many females as possible and claims them as his own, which is that's common throughout nature. Yeah, I think now you know why he's French. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> we say that we're in Utah, so uh, let's not true. do any polygamy jokes, Dave. <laughs> uh, the mating season is from February to April. When a male finds a female, he will approach her from behind and lick her genitals. Wow. Then bite her on the nape of the neck. You know, just add some foreplay in there. The ladies <laughs> love that. <laughs> uh, it's probably a good thing they didn't have uh, Pepe Le Pew do this on the cartoons either. <laughs> Although Pepe is really aggressive on hitting on women. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll, we'll talk more about Pepe later. But a, a single male may have a harem of several females, which he mates with and defends against other males during the mating season. And then once the mating season, uh, once the mating season, the, the males go out looking for food while the females can kind of confine themselves to their dens for a while. Hmm. The gestation period lasts around 60 to seven to 80 days. And a litter consists of two to 12 babies. Wow. Yeah, that's a big difference. Yeah. And the, the name of the babies, you know what they're called? No. They're called kits. Oh, okay. That's the same with like raccoons. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure a lot of the other species, their babies are called kits too. Huh. But the kits become independent from their mothers in about two and a half months. Oh, it's wow. not very that's long. Fast. Yeah. Uh, Males play no part in raising the young, and females will aggressively protect their young if they have to. Mm. Typical polygamous behavior. No, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> that's, that's just that's just regular behavior, Dave. <laughs> Would you think so? Well, we don't. We raise our kids. What males raise their kids? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They do. I didn't know where you're going with that no. one. But no more polygamy jokes. We're in Utah. We you're don't have right. any room to talk. You're right. You're right. I this is that. like the polygamy capital of the nation, so <laughs> we're gonna keep things on the down low. But now you're gonna make it think like it's so prominent here. It's not. Really it's not. That no, it's not. But people think it is. It's yeah. like one of the stereotypes of Utah is. So how many wives do you have? And it's like, <laughs> oh my god, another stupid question. I hate when people say that, but it's part of the stereotype. Yeah, it's not common here, even in the slightest. Yeah. Anyway, let's continue. So the average lifespan for a skunk is anywhere from around three to seven years. That's it. Oh, gee. Not very long at all. I was a lot shorter than I thought. Yeah. I mean, in captivity, they can get to 10 years, but hmm. yeah, that was shorter than I thought. And skunks also have some pretty large claws that they use for digging. They're really good diggers, and they dig dens that they'll sleep in. Okay. Also, skunks are not true hibernators. Oh. Huh. Uh, so in the winter, they're not true hibernators in the winter, but they will den up for extended periods of time. Like mi it's like a mini hibernation, you could say. Oh, so what do they eat during the winter? They'll eat whatever they can get. They're they're omnivores, so we'll I'll talk more about their diet okay. in a little bit. But yeah, they're. Do they store food up like uh, I don't know a squirrel would? I wouldn't or? doubt it. Hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if they did, but I didn't get that information. Huh. Uh, and females are known to gather during this dormant time and share dens. Males will either share a den with those females or they'll den by themselves. Okay. So now let's get into their diet. Skunks are omnivores, meaning they eat plants and meat. And they are very opportunistic feeders and will scavenge. They'll, they'll eat whatever they get. And a big part of their diet are insects, pretty much in, any insect they can get. They're, and they like to eat honeybees. Oh, okay. 
A lot of their diet will depend on their environment, obviously. So, like, some coastal skunks will eat, like, crabs and beached fish and, you know, wherever. It, it, they just got to match their environment. Yeah. And they will also hunt mice and voles sometimes. But skunks aren't very fast. So they, they can't really outrun many things. Uh -huh. So it's likely that they trap their prey in their holes and then they'll dig them out. Oh, okay. Another favorite food of theirs are eggs. They love eggs. Mm. And uh, they will eat any egg that they can get into. Um, it could be an eagle's nest. It could be a duck's nest. Wow. Uh, at the, I'd like to see him against an eagle. <laughs> well, actually, I'll tell you. I, oh, I, dude, I, nice. Yeah. So uh, I, I remember where we go duck hunting. We've seen skunks out there before. Oh, have you? Normally, they're treated as vermin because okay. they eat the duck eggs. Oh, and we okay. want the ducks. We want ducks, you know? So. Yeah. Um, you kind of shoot them on sight type oh. of deal. They are vermin in a lot of ways. Skunks are, but they um they also eat vegetables like and uh, fruits. They'll eat apples, berries, corn, uh, lots of other plants. I'm not going to name them all, but uh, that's what they eat. So what eats skunks? A lot of things could eat them if they really wanted, but most animals actively avoid them. <laughs> <laughs> As for obvious reasons. Makes sense. Wow. You and your puns today, Dave. <laughs> uh, for the most part, yeah, they don't want... Animals avoid them because they don't want to get sprayed. Uh, predators uh, will pretty much avoid them unless they're, like, starving and can't help themselves. Animals that have their best success hunting skunks are eagles. Oh. Eagles, like hawks and owls, they have the best success... I mean, probably because they come from above and the skunk won't see them in time. Mm. I mean, it's still risky as they could still get sprayed, but they have known been known to have the best success for hunting okay. skunks. And there was one one thing I read that they saw, I think it was an owl. I think it was an owl. They saw an owl's net, uh, like nest area and it had like several carcasses of skunks in oh. it. Like, oh, it was like 12 of them. Wow. Sounds like it keeps it as trophies. Yeah. <laughs> so now I want to go over some trapping and uses for their fur. Kind okay. Of, so the striped skunk is one of North America's most sought-after pelts. Interesting. And I can see that as they really do have a good. They do have good-looking fur. It really is pretty. Yeah. And skunks are notable for being easy to trap. Uh, but getting close enough to to kill them is the hard part. Because shooting them, the trappers don't want to shoot them because that will degrade the pelt. It's like in oh, okay. Red Dead Redemption Two, <laughs> where yeah. you don't want if you, unless you shoot it in the right spot, then it will degrade it, and you can't trade it in for enough money. Oh. <laughs> so that's pretty much the same thing here. So they didn't want to shoot the skunk. So what they would either do, oh, and also if the skunk sprays, that will ruin their pelt too. Ah. So what they. How that and how they killed them was either like it said they either used a a, a really big clubbing shot to the spine with like uh, some piece of wood or something, mm. or if they were caught in a box, then they were dumped in the river and just drowned. Oh, that's mean. It's mean, yeah, it is. Uh. Skunk farming was actually a big thing back in the late eighteen hundreds. Oh, okay. When there was a big demand for their fur by Europeans, captive breeding of skunks 
proved relatively simple when compared to mink or marten, as skunks are easier to tame and oh. less specialized um, for food. They don't, uh, they, you don't have to give them as much specialized food as you do oh. the other ones. No, they have mink farms here. Yeah, I they do it. I was gonna bring it up here in a second. Oh, as yeah, well. okay. yeah. Uh, despite being easy to breed and manage, and easier to manage, skunk farming was not very profitable. Mm. Mink and marten are much more profitable, and so they've kind of moved on to them now. Well, I have to tell you, they're not profitable now, aren't they? No, I I recently did an appraisal. Well, valued. No, one. do yeah. And so I can't talk about what it was or what it was, but. Yeah, so I've looked up the market for it, and it's, yeah, mink farm or mink because of mink farming, there's just an abundance of mink oh, pelts, okay. and demand hasn't been as high for it no. anymore. So yeah, prices are way down. Like you can get a mink pelt for less than ten bucks. Really? Yeah. Huh. I had a yeah. We have mink farms. I had a buddy that worked in the one. Oh I had yeah. A couple. I know a couple guys that worked in the mink farm. You know the one in Morgan. Um, there's quite a few. Yeah, there's quite a few. But he worked with the one in Morgan, and he told me some uh, stories. Oh, and, yeah. yeah, it's not very humane. Oh, it's a lot of it's gas chambers. Ooh, that's how they Yikes. kill a lot of them. Not not all of them. And then oh, it's kind of well messed. with the skunks. It's their own medicine. Well, no. you know. <laughs> but with uh, the mink, they would go in, and so they, I think they would gas them. And then the ones that were still pumping just. Bash him on the no. head. That sounds I, not a job I want to do. No, that'd be horrible. Yeah, I couldn't do it. I, I just I wouldn't want to. It doesn't sound appealing or fun. Yeah, just bash brains in. It doesn't yeah. doesn't. Eh, I, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to. All right. Well, let's continue. Now, surprisingly, skunk was regularly eaten by trappers and Native Americans. Interesting. Well, I guess they cook it out. You yeah, know. yeah. The meat was prized by Chinese immigrants. Huh. They really liked it, uh, and then they also used their gallbladders for medicinal purposes. Oh, interesting! How'd they figure that out? It's they just it's that it's that Chinese medicine stuff we've we've talked about a little bit. I don't I don't really believe in it. Oh, well, they always have something to it. Eh. It seems like you know maybe, but then their uh, also their fat was said to make an excellent excellent lubricant. So, oh, okay. That's in, and apparently, skunk meat isn't bad either. An old American zoologist back in the day described the meat as white, tender, sweet, and more delicate than chicken. Yeah. Uh, I would not have guessed that. No. 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 Uh, would you try skunk if you could, Dave? I think I would. I'd try yeah. it. Why not? Yeah. But let's uh, now get into their most interesting thing. The thing everyone has tuned in for. Let's talk about their anuses. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that you were waiting for, Dave? Yeah. <laughs> so, Let's get to the smelly stuff. So all skunks possess two highly developed scent glands, one on each side of their anus, and each gland contains what will will uh, it's like musk. It's called musk. <laughs> the musk. So is cologne. <laughs> <laughs> the musk is oily and yellow colored. And consists of a mixture, uh, consists of something called thiol, hmm. T-H-I-O-L, I think that's how you say hmm. it. It's a chemical compound mainly comprised of sulfur and hydrogen. Okay, now I know why. Yeah, but there was, there was more into it, but I'm not a scientist. So I didn't, there was, some of those names oh. were super long, so I didn't 
get into the exact um, science of it. Okay. But um, thiol can actually be found in other sources of odor, like onions. Interesting. Garlic. Huh. Feces. Yeah. <laughs> and rotting flesh. Wow. Yeah, we went to too good that's and then quite too... a broad thing as well. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> I was going to say, onions and garlic, no wonder they taste good. <laughs> <laughs> Feces, rotting flesh, not uh, so much. Yeah. <laughs> Additional compounds in the spray known as thioacetrates, maybe. Hmm. Uh, these are activated once they are exposed to water. Oh, interesting. Which makes washing off spray even worse. Oh. I mean, yeah, I didn't know that. And we all know it's stinky. And I'm sure most of us, have, or most of us in North America have smelt one before. Yeah. I mean, I, I smell them driving all the time. Yeah. It's not a uncommon thing to happen. It's like, oh, skunk. Yeah. Uh, it's a very distinctive smell, too. Yeah, you like, know. You know, exactly. Yeah. The odor of the musk has been linked to a mixture of perfume, essence of garlic, burning sulfur, and sewer gas. <laughs> Magnified a thousand times. <laughs> I really liked that quote I found. I, I think that, that's funny, though, because I think once I'd smell the sewer gas over a thousand times, how the heck do you get a hint of some garlic in there? I don't <laughs> there's, know. There's no way. This is what some guy that. said. Like, but that, sewer gas. That's all. That's all I need. That's all I would be able to tell. <laughs> but it Wouldn't really is the bad. Garlic in there or anything? That's funny. It really is bad, though, huh, Dave? Oh, yeah. Skunks are well, bad. Well, I've never smelt the spray. You can smell the the aroma they let off. You know. Mm -hmm. and yeah, yeah, and that's bad. So imagine the spray. Like, I imagine yeah, the spray is a lot it's worse. It's a very strong smell. Yes, it, it really and, yeah, is. Yeah, and it makes you. It's not like. It's not like hmm. There's a skunk. You're like, you're like, whoa. That's a skunk. Okay, that's a skunk. Because it doesn't smell that good, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's you would know it's a skunk when you smell it. Yeah. But like I said, a lot of the other animals, like mink and weasels, they can produce a foul odor, odor as well. Yeah. All right, so what makes a skunk spray? Well, the spray is a defense mechanism. Kind of a last resort. And if they feel threatened, first they will try to look tough and stomp around and growl or hiss, whatever they do. They'll stand on their front paws too and turn their ass towards the threat and just to make look bigger and be like, dude, don't come closer. You're going to get it. And they would actually rather not spray, uh, but will, will if they have to, because the only, they only have a limited supply of the spray. Oh, interesting. Think of it as like a, a gun clip. They have like five or six rounds available, uh, but it takes eight to ten days to reload that. Oh, okay. So they can't use it very often, so then they don't want to. They only use it when absolutely necessary. Hmm. And when they do decide to spray, they can spray accurately from up to ten feet away. Wow. Uh, if an animal or person that's got to be the best bear spray. Yes, carry I'm a sure. Skunk with you. Just carry a skunk with you. Well, okay, that reminds me. I watched. I was watching videos on YouTube, and there was this guy in L.A. and it, he had a fake pet skunk, right? Oh yeah. And then he had a water bottle hidden under its oh. butt, and so he'd be like, "Hey, ladies, you want to come? Touch, you want to come pet my skunk?" And then he would spray him, and it oh. looks like it's coming out of its butt, but he was just spraying a water bottle, and the, everyone was just freaking out. It was pretty funny, actually. Oh, That's man. What, you just reminded me of that. Nice. 
But uh, if an animal or person gets sprayed in the eyes, it can cause temporary blindness. Oh, wow. Yeah, but there are no, like, serious side effects that can come from getting sprayed other than just being stinky. Okay. And I actually watched a video of a skunk spraying a black bear. Now, oh, yeah? The bear got too close and uh, and got a spray just right to the face. Oh. And you could see the spray. Like, it looked like if you put your thumb in front of a hose, uh-huh. that's how the spray flows. Wow. Uh, and that bear got it in the face and then just took off in a oh, hurry wow. into the forest. <laughs> He's a temporary blindness. <laughs> ah. Yeah, did you? Um, I uh, was Jackass. Remember that show? Mm-hmm. They actually had it where I, th- I want to say it was I'm sure Steve-o. they did something with skunk. I think it was Steve-O that did it. Yeah, he got sprayed by a skunk. <laughs> they just start puking all over. <laughs> Anytime he'd go near another guy, they'd start puking. Yeah. You know? It's that yeah, bad, it's, though. It really is that bad. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not as bad like if you're just around and you smell a skunk, but the spray apparently if you're like is right so next bad, door like, to yeah, it. you just can't function if no. you get sprayed. That's, just, that's oh. the whole point of the spray. Yeah. <laughs> I could see them doing that in Jackass. <laughs> Easy. Yeah. And well, get, so skunk spray can be smelt around four miles away. Oh, my goodness. That's how bad it is. Jeez. A lot of, we have a lot of, um, um, people listening from around the world, like Australia and UK, they don't really know much about skunks but and how they smell, but they are bad guys. Wow, that's crazy. And skunks are really common in suburban areas with people. And something that happens very frequently is people's dogs mm, getting yep. sprayed by the skunks, or even people sometimes, but mo- a lot of the time it's dogs. Yeah. I had a friend his, his, just two or three months ago. His dog did it. Yeah, it's it's a pretty they common tale. It's spend the night scrubbing away. Yep, that's what it is. Yeah. But uh, if your dog or pet is sprayed, the Humane Society of the United States recommends using a mixture of dilute hydrogen peroxide, three oh. percent, baking soda, and dishwashing liquid. Oh, interesting. Uh, I, that's, that's what they suggest you use to clean off skunk smell. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That I remember inter- when I was, when I was growing up, everybody's all, no, use tomato yeah, sauce. Yeah, there's that whole, and everyone uh, would do tomato that sauce. That old tomato juice sauce idea. Yeah. My dad said that our, our old dog got sprayed once and he said he used ketchup. <laughs> so, you can see my dad doing being a cheap ass and using yeah. something like that huh? I don't have tomato sauce I'm going to this store I was going I got ketchup right here same thing <laughs> I, but he said it worked I don't I can't verify or confirm that oh interesting and there are a lot of home remedies people use yeah. that I don't know if it works or not it well, might just be I, yeah all they're really trying to do is break down the because it's almost an oil that will make it smell like tomato. Water, I'd rather it smell like tomato than skunk. Help. Is that what you mean? No, um, like tomato is very acidic, and so it may help break down oh, okay. whatever's keeping the smell there. You know, but I don't know if that's true or not. But yeah, maybe, I don't know that, if it is. That either. could be what helps. You know, because honestly, even when you do scrub it with that stuff, they say no, you still smell it. Yeah, like, it just takes a while for it to. Yeah, wear it does off. take time. Um, it might just be a good idea to stick with the professionals say, and here, I'll say it again. Try that. Yeah. So the humane society of the United States recommends using a mixture of dilute hydrogen peroxide, 3% baking soda and dishwashing liquid. That's I I might as well, I would imagine just using that. Yeah. Oh, and to put over another, um, 
or how bad the skunk smell. I watched a video not too long ago, and it was, uh, some scientists or something were experimenting with foul odors, and they were trying to find which ones were the worst. Oh, yeah. And they had uh, uh, people that went and did this experiment, and they would, like, get an oxygen, it looked like an oxygen mask, and mm-hmm. they would take a sniff, and then every time they're like, oh! <laughs> But, um... It was consistent that skunk was the worst. Oh, yeah? Yeah, people... Nice. It was... Like, they didn't know exactly what was coming. So they only used, like... They are like, all right, well... Skunk spray! <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Nice. I'd watch that video. <laughs> <laughs> and with such foul odors, it might surprise you that some people like to keep skunks as pets. Mm, yeah. Apparently, there is like a whole, a whole skunks as pets community. There yeah. really is, and I, I guess I guess they can make decent pets. I they are cute little things. Yeah, you they know? can be cute. And their fur is just so fluffy. Oh yeah, you know? and it, it would be similar to like having a ferret. That's yeah. really the closest thing you can give it to. Yeah. But you you can't have a pet skunk just anywhere. In most states, it's actually illegal to oh, own okay. a, to own one. But there are a handful of states where it is legal. I'll go over them real quick. Such as, well, Florida. Oh, really? <laughs> Obviously, it's Florida. They're gonna. That sounds like a Florida thing to allow. <laughs> and then uh, Indiana. Well, they're dealing with tigers and everything else. Uh, sure, have tigers, a skunk. I don't they don't care. have tigers. They got giant snakes. They get everything there. Everyone brings their stuff That's out. That's true. From, uh, there's Nile crocodiles the there. Bring so. them to Florida. So they're like, hey, if it lives here, go ahead. Yeah, skunks are the worst, the least of our worries. <laughs> So, uh, Indiana, Iowa, some counties in Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Oklahoma, Oregon, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, South Dakota, West Virginia, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. Huh. That's quite a few. Yeah. And uh, now each state has their own rules and regulations. Like, some of them are really strict. Okay. Some of them aren't as strict. But they all there's there was so much to their rules that I just got sick of looking oh. at them all. You know what would be what I could totally see happening this day and age is someone that has a skunk and has it as their uh, what are they called? Oh Companion. yeah, I know what you're, is it called. Why like, can't I think of it now? The animals that they take on planes and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like a service animal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's my service skunk. <laughs> I'd be like, um, uh, no, dude. <laughs> yeah. But I, it's, and then they'd have a whole article. They didn't let me take my service yeah. animal. There was a, I remember reading something. There was a service animal. It was a turkey. Somebody had a oh, turkey yeah. as a service animal. Yeah. So I wouldn't doubt that a skunk <laughs> might be up there sometime. That's funny. But uh, if you live in these uh, states, it is possible to have one. In some states, you are able to take out their anal glands, actually. Mm-hmm. But in some states, you cannot. Oh, interesting. I would think that's the whole... I thought they would only have it if they took it out. But Well, skunks only spray if they're threatened. And I've watched a couple oh, of videos true. of skunks just hanging out with people. And just being, being good skunks, I uh, guess. Okay. But... Um, you can even own skunks in own skunks in other countries as well. Oh. In Canada, but they also have their own rules from province to province, like here in the U.S. Oh, okay. But then you can also own one in the United Kingdom. Oh, wow. And there are no special licenses or anything needed to own a skunk there. That's crazy. Isn't that weird? That's pretty... They got some heavy populated areas. You yeah. think they have regulations. And, I mean, and skunks aren't natural to there, so they're got to be imported. Yeah. But 
Yeah, they don't. Uh, but in the UK, their only rule is that you cannot remove the scent glands, as it's considered unethical. Oh, interesting. But other than that, you, you can have as many skunks as you want, I guess, in the UK. Huh. Well, that, wouldn't that be like neutering a cat? Yeah. You know? I don't I know. Mean, what, what, what's wrong with taking the scent gland out? Why is that unethical? If you, if it's a pet, it's not going to need it. Right. It's defense. It's in your home. You know? I don't know. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. Another place you can own a skunk is Poland. Oh, interesting. <laughs> there are literally no rules at all. <laughs> and they are on the same level as cats and dogs there. Oh. And there are many uh, other places, but that's what I could find. I'm sure there are many other places, but that's what I could find. And one thing you never want to do is keep a wild skunk as a pet. Uh, most pet skunks come from breeders with all kinds of licenses and stuff like okay. that. So do not keep a wild animal as a pet. That should just yeah. It usually takes a generation sense. or two to kind of get them get them tamer. Yeah, you're right. yeah. And if any listeners have a pet skunk or know someone who does, please let us know. Uh, message us, and we would love to hear more information on yeah. that. And from what I've uh, read and watched, the skunks they make actually pretty decent pets. Right that on. doesn't surprise me too much. Yeah. You know, I um, the old house uh, was actually just down the street from us now. We'd smell them all the time. Yeah. You can just smell them. You're like, oh, there's a skunk around. And then you'd be nervous to take the trash out. You're like, where is it? Because sometimes it's strong. <laughs> they could be like, digging in the trash. Right here, they know? could be digging in trash, too. Well, funny thing. One time I was down in the bathroom in the basement. It's got a basement window. You know, it's close to the ceiling, but it's actually just mm-hmm. ground level popping out. Oh, yeah. So I was down in the bathroom. I was like, oh, looks like the neighbor's cat's there. Because it was black <laughs> fluff just pushed up against the window. And then I noticed it was way too much oh, fluff. Really? And then you see the white stripe. I was like, oh, that's a skunk. <laughs> yeah, because it was way too big to be a cat. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, even though they're, it's, they're probably similar, but man, that was too much fur. Yeah, you can tell stuff. it was yeah. skunk. And you're like, oh, boy. So then I went I went upstairs, opened the door. You could smell it. Yeah, I bet you could. But, yeah, I was just, hang, I was just hanging out there. I don't know why. It just brushed up against the <laughs> basement window. It's a small window. Yeah, I, I remember, remember how big they were. Something I, I'd pro- I probably couldn't even fit out. You no, know? you couldn't. Yeah. But I, I remember going camping at Bear Lake. Oh, and, uh-huh. and with a bunch of my friends, and we were on the beach, and... And nighttime, there people heard something rummaging around the trash. Uh-huh. And then in the morning time, I remember seeing it was a skunk, and I was like, "Oh shit! Not getting <laughs> close! Not getting close!" It never did anything. It just kind of ran away. Nice. All right. So our next segment is kind of our random, interesting facts. This is info I couldn't fit in earlier or found late in my research. So although skunks have ec- excellent sense of smell and hearing, they have very poor eyesight. Hmm. Uh, they're unable to see much more than 10 feet away. This might be why they are like common roadkill animals. Okay. Because they have bad vision. Yeah. All right. So skunks can't run fast. Only they can get to maybe 10 miles an hour in a short burst. Okay. So instead of outrunning uh, predators, that's why they use their spray. Okay. And the spray of a skunk actually, yeah, I think I said this earlier, but it has no real uh, damage to its victims. Just the lingering yeah. stench. If you notice, it can only see 10 feet. It sprays 10 feet, and it only runs 10 miles an hour. <laughs> 10 <laughs> is its magic ten, number. 10 is. Uh, so a group, a group of skunks is called a, a surfeit. Oh, interesting. S-U-R-F-E-I-T. Surfeit. I don't know. Oh, nice. I've never heard that word before. Just call it surfeit. That sounds cool, dude. Yeah. 
I hope I see a, a group of skunks one time when I'm with all my friends and be like, look, it's a surface skunks, man. They'll be like, you're, you're, you know so much about nature and animals. Be like, really? Yeah, I do. I run a podcast. <laughs> nice. Uh, so some lucky people, about one in a thousand actually, cannot smell the spray of a skunk. Oh, interesting. Well, you know, who's they'd, they'd be great workers for a skunk farm. Or, <laughs> yeah, they would. Or a, a mink farm or yeah. something. And it's not because they have no sense of smell. It's it's actually insensitivity to one specific smell. This is called specific anosmia. A-N-O-S-M-I-A. Anosmia. Anosmia. Yeah. Didn't you have something like that? Yeah, I did. I had to get surgery a few times. Yeah, and then I have to get a shot. You had now like I can smell you had general, bit. you had it generally no, for like everything, it, yeah. right? Yeah, Dave had no sense of smell for a while, mm-hmm. but you could. Well, I guess that did now happen. I can, now you I can, can smell, smell now, though. Okay. Yeah, it's not like not as well as everybody else, but. But I even when it. you were younger, could you smell? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, it just happened yeah. at some point in your yeah. adulthood. Yeah, I got nasal polyps, and it just blocked everything, and I couldn't get it. Hmm. Weird. Yeah. All right, so our next segment that we do on our solo animal episodes is skunks in pop culture. And skunks commonly appear in myths and oral traditions of Native Americans. Some stories try to explain its striped pattern or its smell, but skunks can either play, they play various roles in legends, and they're they're either featured as the heroes, the villains, tricksters, or monsters. So they play every role pretty much. Uh, for the Muscogee people, the skunk represented family loyalty and defense of loved ones. Oh. The Winnebago people used the skunk to symbolize vanity, being beautiful on the outside, but ugly on the inside. <laughs> Isn't that the perfect description for a skunk? Yeah. So, all right. So some uh, some people might dig this. Some weed smokers might know know some of these next facts. Skunk is the name for a certain strain of cannabis. <laughs> Does it smell like it? Yeah. Weed, oh, okay. weed spell, smells pretty skunky in general. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so it smells like garlic and sewer. Sewer. <laughs> I mean, not times a thousand, though. <laughs> And yeah, weed really does have a skunk-like smell to it. Sometimes. <laughs> That'd be funny if you're like, man, someone's either smoking or there's a skunk around. <laughs> that, no, that happens all the time. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, I'm out oh. like at a concert or something. What is that? Smells like a skunk? No, nope, that's just a weed. That's just somebody with weed. <laughs> I guess it just depends on where you are then. <laughs> yeah, it happens all the time. But uh, this skunk strain dates back to 19, the 1970s. It was created by a man named David Watson or more widely known by his moniker, Sam the Skunk Man. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Uh, The word skunk is also sometimes used as like the street name for weed. Oh, okay. Hey, man, you got any skunk? (laughs) No, they're illegal here. (laughs) In both ways. (laughs) Uh, And I'm not a big weed guy myself, but if you happen to walk by a house or someone on the street and you get a whiff, like I was saying, and think like, ooh, that's skunky. That's probably somebody just smoking weed. Mm. Eh, there's nothing wrong with weed. I don't care. <laughs> Maybe that's why some people keep them as pets then. <laughs> to hide it. <laughs> like, no, no, officer, that's just a skunk. It's not the weed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but hey, we'll be in uh, California in a few days. If you want to go by the shop, we can go sm- take a sniff <laughs> of it for you, Dave. There you go. 
uh, or we or we can get some uh, edibles. They have like they have edibles like anything you could think of. They're like weed gummy bears. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe I'll slip you one of those. <laughs> I don't eat candy. You wouldn't be able to. No, I'm sure we could find some beef jerky <laughs> weed or something. <laughs> this beef jerky smells skunky. <laughs> All right. So next, there is a British rock band named Skunk Anasazi. I think that's how you say it. NNC, something like that. Hmm. They were formed in 1994, but they disbanded in 2001 and then reformed in 2009. The The lead singer is a, she's a bald black woman. And I listened to a few songs and I was actually digging it. Yeah. I really liked them. Uh, it wasn't what I was expecting at all. And Dave, you know, I'm a, I'm a big rock guy. Yeah. And these guys reminded me a lot of the Cranberries. Oh, really? You know, you okay. remember the Cranberries? Yeah. They sounded a lot like the Cranberries. That was the first thing I thought of when I heard them. I was like, and I was really liking it. So I'm actually glad I checked it out. And it just so happens, so get this, the lead singer, her stage name is Skin. Nice. <laughs> uh, one time she was in Namibia, in Africa, and she had a run-in with hyenas. Oh, wow. She actually got bit Ooh. by a very young hyena on her ankle. Oh, wow. Nothing serious, but hey, pretty cool. Researching this, and then I got another animal attack. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Interesting. I wonder why, because they've got such a strong bite. I wonder how it is even for a baby. Yeah. Um, I mean, not as strong, obviously. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, it was not, she didn't have any serious injuries or anything. Okay. No broken bone? No. Okay. Okay. So, next is the cute little skunk from the movie Bambi. Oh. The skunk named Flower. And I, I couldn't remember Bambi, so I actually had to watch some clips on YouTube. I was watching oh, yeah. some last night. And you know what? It was made in 1942, and I couldn't believe that. It still holds up. The animation and everything, it yeah. still holds up really well. But a flower along with uh, the rabbit Thumper are Bambi's best friends. At first, I couldn't figure out if Thumper was a boy or girl. Oh really? You have oh, to keep it's watching. Just a young voice. Yeah, yeah, it's a young voice, and he acts kind. He acts kind of, kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> he acts pretty feminine in a lot of ways, and then later on, you see he has a girlfriend. But it was, it was, you know, what? it held up well. I, I want to watch Bambi again. Yeah. I was watching clips of it all all last night, and it still holds up. Yeah, I will say that. Yeah. But our main uh, pop culture figure is. The Looney Tunes character, Pepe Le Pew. Hello, I am sorry to interrupt. I just want to let you know that Pepe Le Pew is actually my great-great-uncle. Oh, huh. you know, that actually makes a little bit more sense now. Yeah. So why a skunk would be from France. All right, well, thank you for that, Le Skunk. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay. <laughs> I would say Pepe is the most well-known skunk around. Yeah. He was the first introduced in 1945. His character is pretty funny. I, I always liked him. He's a French skunk, which is, yeah, which is funny because skunks aren't in France. But his, uh, he's very stereotypical. He's kind of a stereotypical French man, like what we thought back lady. then. Yeah. 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 And his storylines typically. Wooinger trying yeah, to Yeah. His storylines typically involve him in pursuit of a female black cat. Do you remember these? Uh, okay. Yeah, they're funny. Whom Pepe mistakes for a skunk. Her name is actually Penelope Pussycat. <laughs> uh, 
she normally gains like oh she I remember watching an episode and she gained she had like she ran under a fence that was just being painted so it looked like she had a white stripe like a skunk and and then a uh, Pepe chases after her while she's trying to get away the whole time yeah. he like always reappears right and there. always reappears he he can't take a hint <laughs> and he's he's always like. He's walking along. She's running. He's just walking at a leisurely pace and singing a French song. Yeah. And then be, behind him, all the flowers are falling down because <laughs> of all the stink. But if you think about it, Pepe's kind of a narcissist. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, for sure. Uh, no matter how many times he, he gets rejected, uh, he just keeps going, <laughs> going after her. Uh, and there are actually several versions of Pepe, but that's kind of the most common storyline that yeah. we just said. Well, you wonder if skunks have the anosmia or whatever with uh, um, their own sense, you know? Uh, or, well, or unless uh, the yeah, they must. Scent oh, I'm like sure a, they do. Baby, you know, they love it. Who knows? I don't know. But so, oh, one so thing. then that way you'd be like, oh yeah, man, I got the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing: skunks don't spray other skunks either. Oh, okay. They don't want to waste even like males fighting. They don't spray each other. Huh. Probably because they, they Maybe can't it wouldn't smell be effective it. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's interesting. I don't know if they can smell their own stuff. Uh-huh. Or if like each each skunk has their own little hint of oh, that's true. individual smell. I don't know yeah. that either. But uh, I like Pepe Le Pew. I think he's funny. He was funny in Space Jam too. I watched a clip on oh. that. <laughs> <laughs> I like Space Jam. That was funny. In some ways, though, he has his it hasn't aged well for him. Like nowadays, like his form of comedy, like how he's how is oh. yeah, his, like how aggressive he is with the women. Oh. It may it may not age well for a lot of people. But, yeah, it's but, hard to say. I mean, that stuff was stuff I grew up on, so I love it. Oh yeah, yeah we it'd love be it. Interesting to see. Uh, but how like, other if you think about it, I remember I remember watching Yosemite Sam, uh-huh. and he was. It was like, go get them engines, talking about Native uh, Americans. And like, oh, yeah, that's definitely racist now. But yeah. back then it wasn't. But that's, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. We grew up like, it's not, you know, we didn't think of it as no. derogatory, you know. And, 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 but I'm, but now, you know, it a little is different for now. some reason. I don't, yeah, like somehow they've gone back and said, no, it is because that's how they originally used it. But there was like, it's like a period where we were. It wasn't used for derogatory purposes. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. But now they're like saying, "Well, it originally was, so it is." It's weird how it works. They're going back. Yeah. Oh well. Uh, um, Pepe Le Pew is a great character, and I, I do. He's. I'm guessing he's the most famous skunk around. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on, Dave. I do have one story for us. Uh, it's of a skunk attack. This is the only real like. And story with any meat on it that I could find, honestly. <laughs> Is uh, that a pun? No, it was not. Oh, okay. I'm sure there are more, but if a skunk sprays someone, it doesn't really exactly make the news. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just oh, somebody got sprayed by a skunk again because it happens <laughs> too often to like to keep even a tally mark on it. Yeah. But I do have a story, and it happens to involve an old pal of ours. Let's get started. Okay. So this story takes place in August of 2016, and we go a little outside of Sturges, South Dakota. Oh, you've been there. I have been there. Sturges is known for the big motorcycle rally that they they hold each year. I, I was I was there back in like 2010. Oh wow! When I was uh, just when I just turned 21. Oh wow! Yeah, I had fun. I wish I remembered more, but <laughs> it was it was actually a pretty cool place. Nice. 
Uh, but let's meet a woman named Carol Odekoven. Huh. Yeah. Carol had just settled in with her husband, Wayne, daughter, April, son-in-law, Kelly, and grandsons, Vern, who is seven, and Harry, who is five. They are on their ranch, and they are going to set up to watch a meteor shower. Oh. And they're just kind of sitting on, laying on blankets, sitting on chairs, just right outside their, somewhere on their ranch. Just uh-huh. right outside the house. And they've been sitting there for about a half hour, and right around 10 p.m., well, uh, while Carol was um, sitting down, she feels a sharp pain on her right foot. Hmm. She yells, something is chewing on me. (laughs) That's a quote. Uh, Even though it was really dark, she looked down and could see it was a skunk by the white stripe. She tells everyone to run inside. The family scrambles for safety as the skunk chased Carol across the deck toward the home. (laughs) She got inside. And then the skunk uh, walked off and disappeared into the darkness. Carol says she is thankful that the skunk attacked her and not Vern or Harry, the grandchildren, of course. Carol was then taken to Sturges Regional Hospital, where she was treated for deep wounds on her foot. Now, skunks don't normally do this kind of thing. This isn't typical behavior of skunks. Unless that skunk has rabies. The skunk has a case of the rabies. Oh, man. That means Carol began, uh, she began to do the series of rabies vaccine injections. Okay. Which the injections are not a fun affair either and are painful. That's what Carol said. So remember we talked about that yesterday and we couldn't, we didn't know if they were painful. Apparently they are painful. But you got to get them. Yeah. In South Dakota, skunks and raccoons are primarily carriers of the of rabies. Mm. Uh, Besides bats, who are the main carriers, skunks and raccoons are right up there too. Oh. Skunks account for 25% of annual cases of rabies. Wow. So they are heavy hitters when it comes to rabies. Gee. This is part of what, why I chose them and what makes them dangerous is the rabies. Ugh. Not so much the spray, although that sucks, but the rabies yeah. is the, the main danger. You know, so, while, while we're on rabies, if you don't mind me telling something I just barely read, um, I just read that uh, Disney World... Um, officials found that a feral cat had rabies oh, in yeah? Disney World property because Disney keeps cats around. Yeah, feral for cats. keep the mice. Yeah, and they found that one of them had rabies, and so they issued a warning saying, "Hey, everyone, make sure you stay away from all the cats for a thirty to sixty yeah. day period till because they don't know if anything else got infected. Look, that so, cat could bite other cats, and yeah. it could spread throughout the whole colony of them. Yeah. So that's what they were worried about. So yeah, they're, they're test. I think they're trying to test them all now and telling everyone to stay away. Yeah. That was just, I just read that today. Oh, that's interesting. Maybe we have to do a follow up on that. Yeah. Sometime. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Good story. Uh, so in South Dakota from 2006 to 2015, 421 skunks were tested 
and 206 of them were found to be infected with rabies. Oh That's goodness. almost half. That is crazy. I didn't know it would be that way. That's wow, almost yeah. half of the skunks in South Dakota have rabies. Gee. And by August in 2016, in that year, 2016, there were 13 cases of rabid animals reported in South Dakota. Seven of those were skunks. Wow. So... Well, it makes sense when uh, part of the love mating is biting. Biting <laughs> genitals? One, yeah. You bite the other one. Well, no, you nibble the neck, wasn't it? Yeah, but you got to bite the genitals first, Dave. Oh, Come okay. on. <laughs> My work so, with me here. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it would spread. You'd be like, oh, he just loves me. Wait a second. No. He's, he's, he's spreading he's the rabies. Me. Spreading the rabies. Yeah. So, yeah, anyone bitten or scratched by a skunk should go in definitely and see a doctor and look into getting the vaccine. Yeah. Also, they say uh, if you're able to capture an animal who you think has rabies, you can go, they say, go ahead and do so as long as it's safe. No, I wouldn't. Or it normally wouldn't seem safe, you know? Yeah. You but, I mean, yeah, you, you could, like a skunk. I don't know. Oh, it, it, possibly, or yeah. a better, okay, a better idea is to call in the professionals to do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, rabies is not something you want to mess with. So, it's never a good idea to get close to a wild animal, especially one that is highly susceptible to carrying it. And remember, if you are bitten, get help as soon as you can. Because if symptoms show up, what happens, Dave? Death. You die. There is a 100% chance you will die. Yeah. Rabies is weird, man. Yeah. We've It's just been an ongoing thing on this podcast. Not even intentionally. Yeah. But it really is a thing. We're, we will do another rabies episode sometime. We're going to have to. Yeah. So Carol did this and she survived. She said she was going to set up traps to catch the skunk. So hopefully they did. I don't know. Never said. Hmm. Uh, I actually met a guy at a party a few weeks ago who said he got the vac the rabies vaccine twice. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he he was pretty drunk, so I don't I couldn't get much out of him. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the rabies is serious, everyone. It really oh, is. Wow. Hello, sorry to interrupt again. But uh, just saying that my old girlfriend, she had the rabies as well. This was only two or three weeks ago. <laughs> Whoa. What? Sheetor, you brought a rabid skunk into our studio, oh it sounds like. A, a drunk skunk into our studio. Well, he won't be back. Honestly, guys, I knew he was French and I knew he was a drunk, but I did not know he was rabid. Okay, well, we're going to get rid of the skunk now, Dave. Okay, so uh, Le Skunk is now out of here. Thanks a lot for that, Cheetor. Wow. And uh, right in time, because Dave, that is going to wrap up the episode. Is it okay? Yeah, it's a good timing, because it's starting to stink in here, huh? Yeah. <laughs> nice, you made a pun. I'm proud uh, of <laughs> I hope I hope you and everyone enjoyed the episode and learned some cool new things about an animal you probably didn't care about. Uh, so next week, we are actually taking the week off because Dave and I will be out of town on a family trip to California. Where are we going exactly? I can't remember. Newport. Newport Beach. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, we're going to be in Newport uh, having fun. And when we get back, I haven't quite decided what to cover yet. I'm wanting to do another series, though. Uh, I'm, I've been thinking, I want to do, we haven't been to Africa in a while. So I think you can expect an African-based episode. It could be 
elephants. I was thinking okay. we do a th- I know of a I've thought about it. We could do a three parter on elephants. That'd be good. But then I was also thinking Lion King's coming out. Oh. So maybe we need to do lions. That's true. So uh, it could be either of those or uh, it should be African based though. So get ready for that in two weeks. Uh, well, m- maybe you know what? Dave will be attacked by a shark while we're in California. Oh my god! So we you can are trying talk, to curse me. So we can talk about that. Uh, how ironic would that be, though, if one of us actually did get attacked? That yeah, would be. Might spike our ratings, though. So you know, <laughs> if you see one, Dave, just stick your left arm out there. And... No way! Are you crazy. No, it'll probably attack me first. I'm sure. <laughs> your name's Matt. You yeah. Be attacked. Well, let's just not run to any Charles or Charlies yeah. Chucks while we're there. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, um, Dave, if our listeners want to help out and contribute to the show, what can they do? Go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. Subscribe, rate, review, give us five stars, say something you like. It really helps us out, really helps build up our listenership. Um, if you want to become a producer of the show, you can go to uh, donate at PayPal with Matthew. All right, that's good. Enough. Uh, uh, okay. you, you did good. Oh, good. You did good. I'm getting a little bit every time. Yeah, you are. But yes, go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, give us a review, give us five stars, say something you like about the show. It really helps and boosts our popularity and stuff like that. Now, if you want to be an even more wonderful person, become a producer of the show, you can go to PayPal or Venmo and leave a donation. That would mean a whole lot to us. We don't care if it's $1, $100, anything helps. Uh, that means a whole lot, and like like I keep I say every week, I've been we want to get some merch going, so that will kind of help us uh, to pay for some of the merch to get going. Yeah. You know? So you can do that. You can go to PayPal. You can find us by our email forceofnaturepod at gmail dot com, or on Venmo, my personal account Matthew Hamilton fifty one. Uh, all that info will be on the description below. And to all the listeners, feel free to contact us if you ever want to. Tell us a cool animal-related story or of someone you know. Or if you want to just suggest an episode idea or if you want to uh, ask a question or say hi, please feel free. You can email us or message us on Facebook. Also, help us grow by recommending us to friends, which it seems like people have been doing. We've been doing well on our rating on our hits there, Dave. Nice. We're over 11,000 now. Hey. That's that happened quick. Yeah, it did. So that's that's good news. Um, tell them we are on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, all of the ones we need to be on. Anything to add, Dave? No. Colonel Cheetor? Okay, okay, guys. I'm sorry. I I do not have the rabies. It's just I am very drunk. I am drunk as a skunk. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're a funny, smelly bastard, there, little skunk. Uh, I knew this was gonna be a good idea bringing you here. Here, have some more wine. I'm like, okay, well, there's a... Oh, jeez. I don't know who stinks worse, uh, the skunk or you, uh, Cheetor. Yeah. Well, at least he's not rabid. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> who knows anymore? Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know if the skunk's going to stay for much longer. <laughs> silly. All right. This is Force of Nature Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Tell your friends. Be a part of building us up. And we will see you next week. Well, two weeks. Yeah. Bye. Bye.